0: Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Unplug with Annie, continuing the series of Ignite. I've got Danish Renzu on the show today, who is Kashmir-born film director. He's been part of some award-winning and critically acclaimed work. Um, It was fantastic to be able to work with him on a music video uh, last year. And uh, we're going to be talking about what it was like, honestly, growing up in Kashmir. Um, At that point of time and how it's influenced his his work, really, and his personal development and community growth and and how that has all come together. He he's been very privileged to work on two independent feature films, um, also in the capacity of a writer, director and producer. Uh, In 2017, Half Widow was one of them and his second feature film, The Illegal, which came out in 2019, which stars Academy Award-winning Suraj Sharma in the lead, which premiered at Austin Film Festival. So he's been part of some amazing work and I know he is yet to do amazing work and he truly has a a voice and um, I really respect his authenticity as a director. So I'm so glad that you get to have a little bite and insight
1: into his life.
2: Danish, welcome to Unplug with Annie. Thanks for coming on and doing this.
1: Of course, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me here today.
2: It's, I, I know that you're out in California right now. How is it all going with you?
1: I mean, we're locked down for a month now, as you know, this whole coronavirus crisis right now. So, you know, at home, not able to go out only for groceries or for a drive, you know, mm. Um Life is totally upside down right now because everything is so uncertain. Um, So we're just praying, you know. This is just like any other storm, and we just go through it and come out. And you know, um, things will be okay, hopefully. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. Of course, of course. So a little bit about you. I mean, of course, we've worked together, but um, I don't know so much of the history. So I think it will be interesting to get some history on, you know, what it was like growing up. So you were were born in Kashmir, you know, from Kashmir. Um, Now, Kashmir being such a, you know, it's always a place, unfortunately, which faces a lot of Mm -hmm. conflict. What was Kashmir like growing up for you as compared to Kashmir now?
1: I mean, it's always been same conflict, as you just mentioned. So we grew up in 90s, especially the first time in Srinagar, in Kashmir, um, because of the ongoing conflict in the two countries. So um, it was not a regular childhood like people usually have uh, in other kind of cities and stuff. You know, we grew up with curfews and hartals part of our life, you know, hearing about people dying every day, you know, um it was not an easy childhood i mean mostly indoors and then there's also a lot of lack of infrastructure uh, the education system needs a reform there's also um i mean it was not a disneyland childhood you know it was more about oh staying home studying 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 yeah
2: so and and what was your uh, you know how did you make that decision for yourself that you know how did cinema, I guess, have such a huge impact on you? And when did you decide that you wanted to be a filmmaker?
1: Very young, when I was 11 or 12. So I remember when I was, uh, it was the first time I went to Jammu, there was a theater. And it was my first time going to a theater because we don't have theaters in Kashmir. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, as I said, lack of infrastructure. So we didn't grow up in that environment, going out to movies and stuff. So when I did get an opportunity, because in uh, winters, we used to go to Jammu. My dad used to get transferred to Jammu, Moon. And I went to this theater first time with my parents and I was so fascinated. I still remember it was, um, it was Sri Devi's film, Um, you know, God bless, she's a legend. And um, it was just an amazing experience just watching a film on big screen, the sound, the quality, the picture. And I was like, literally fascinated. And I think it just started that day and I've been bugging my parents. Mm-hmm. Ever since that movie happened, I want to go again, you know, and I really got obsessed about films and stuff. And I ended up, when I w- went back to Kashmir and growing up there, what I did is I ended up making films with my cousins and my sister and my friends, you know, on a handy cam that my dad got me. And I was just fascinated, I wanted to create. So, and I remember I also used to, like, uh, my neighbors and, you know, very close to each other, so it's very close knit society. And we were all very close to each other. So I used to also narrate stories um, during festival, like Eid or Ramadan and all. So I used to have this, uh, it's a very ingrained uh, internal thing that sort of ingrained towards storytelling and, and uh, filmmaking. So I think, yeah, I did used to make a lot of films. Yeah. Very, like when I was 11. Wow. And I knew I, I loved it I was actually passionate about it yeah
2: yeah so when when you say like the true solution lies in like self-development do you was, was it like almost creating an escape for yourself from the environment you were in is that kind of what cinema represented from, for you
1: I mean the other guys mostly used to play cricket and into sports and it's a big thing in Kashmir in India basically right I mean, I used to also do that stuff, but I was more, in, I think I was more creative, like a writer. I remember I used to um, create imaginary posters and stuff, you know, when I was a child. So I think uh, it was an escape for me because this is something I really, I wanted to express myself. And I think this was a medium that uh, did the best uh, for me. Uh, everyone had, their own, you know, and also the lack of not having theaters or film making as part of the course or you know education system was also sort of a rebel in me who wanted to do something different i feel like and i was the only one who was making films and stuff at that time
2: yeah um
1: so yeah definitely for me it was uh sort of trying to escape uh, to escape from the reality and being able to express myself
2: and how i was not a
1: really happy child you know i was there was conflict
2: <laughs> yeah of course and how yeah. how did you go from being this this boy in Kashmir to making movies and then also tr- you know transitioning to the state. How did that that move happen for you?
1: I mean, uh, it was just something that never planned. So I finished my tenth in Kashmir and all and then I uh, was looking for colleges and stuff and then mm-hmm. uh, one of my friends was also in California and uh, I just followed sort of my gut and wanted to come to Pasadena first Pasadena City College, then I went to UCLA. But it just all, all happened organically. I think I okay. just got an opportunity. I was the lucky one who got an opportunity to come to states and be able to study here and uh, And you know when you come here, more doors open of course, and especially for artists right yeah
2: um
1: so I think it was never planned, but it just happened organically, mm-hmm. and I'm glad it happened,
2: yeah. It yeah, of course. Every, everything happens for a reason. Um, did, so how did Half Widow happen? What made you want to tell this story?
1: Yeah. So I went to UCLA. I did uh, electrical engineering, bachelor's in that. And I think that's something sort of <laughs> an obvious choice for most of the people coming to states uh, for education and for me also. Yeah. Uh, but I also had a minor in filmmaking uh, at UCLA. So that was something I, I was very much involved, but... And I liked that more, but I wanted to have a proper degree and stuff what people always talk about. Um, so um, after I graduated, uh, then I was working for a corporate for a few years, uh, for five years for at and and as an engineer and stuff. And I was doing short films on the side all the mm-hmm. time. And uh, during that journey, I made one of the short films called In Search of America, which went to like 35 festivals, create reviews and uh, it was also drama character driven narrative um, and it got a lot of good uh, sort of feedback all over the world and then I, I realized maybe this is the right time to switch gears because you need to have that you know sort of motivation that yeah this is the right thing for you so back mm-hmm. in 2015 is when um, I quit my job I remember uh, early 2015 and I was trying to figure out what am I gonna do next um, yeah. I knew that I would make my first feature yeah
2: I also
1: got I had applied to film schools too for master's and I got into USC um, MFA there and I had to make a choice. Should I go there or should I make my first film by myself independently? I decided to do independently after getting a lot of feedback from people. Um, And I think that was the best decision of my life um, because, you know, the best way to make a film is just make a film, you know, Uh, and bring it in your radio or you tell, you know, so half it was, so I went to Kashmir, I was exploring stories and I went to a lot of these, um, of course Conflict was something I was very interested in because I think uh, there weren't that many films made from Kashmir, with Kashmiri people in it, sort of my idea was I want to create an industry here. I remember I watched Musa Said's film Valley of Saints, which was not on Conflict, which was Dull and its preservation, but it had Kashmiri actors in it. And I watched the independent, um, uh, some, some uh, festival here in LA. And when I watched it, I saw Kashmir on big screen. And I was like, this is not Bollywood Kashmir. This is real Kashmir. This is not just Kashmiri Kali or people dancing, right? Yeah. And it was a story from Kashmir about the people. And I, that really fascinated me. I was like, I want to do something similar when I do my first feature. Hmm. So when I went to Kashmir, I tried to explore a lot of different um, uh, topics that are very current and relevant related to conflict. And I went to these rallies where I met these half widows who have been rallying for the last 25, 26 years uh, for the disappeared uh, loved ones who have never returned. Mm. When I heard the story, when I saw these women, I saw a lot of pain, a lot of misery, and also sort of a state of limbo where you don't know you know, what's going to happen? Are they going to come back or not? And that's when I realized that I want to tell that story, that particular story, because there have been a lot of documentaries already on Half Widow or Kashmir, but a fiction feature film has to be more than just that. I felt like more than just tragedy, there has to be mm. one step forward, right? Yeah.
2: Like,
1: yeah. I'll you, I'm not a solution maker, of course, but as for storytellers, we have a responsibility um, to sort of create a voice. Yeah. A so for me, it had to be an uh, inspiring story and something with a positive message at the end where a character who, have, who becomes a half fellow and we see the whole journey and people, especially for international audience to understand what this is all about, Kashmir, everything, but also what are the next steps that we as Kashmiris should take in order to survive and also find our voice and empower. I think that yeah. the film is more, more about yeah. healing you know
2: than tragic. do do you feel that filmmakers um who approach these subjects who are from the west are able to gain more traction towards uh uh, these kind of these kind of films i mean like a film like slumdog millionaire i just feel like there was uh you know there was certain critique that if it was not a danny Boyle film it would not have received so would you agree with that
1: not hundred percent, not anymore. But of course, with Danny Wilson, he gets this big budget. He can, you know, tell the story he wants to tell and make it the way it's supposed to be. Half it is a very low indie film. But you're right. Uh, stories like these, if I go to a Bollywood studio, they're going be pretty. Uh, first they have Kashmir, then they have conflict, then they have or oh, no star in it. You know, there's in 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 Bollywood. I'm not, No offense. I don't know probably is changing in the right direction because of digital platforms. Maybe, I can still say maybe, but I feel like it's a very, um, the industry is inclined towards a certain structure, packaging of a project in order for it to be recoup, make its money back recoupable and all that stuff. But I think here in in Hollywood or some international filmmakers do get an opportunity to bring other stories from different parts of the world because I think people here because of the awareness um, education, you know, they are interested to learn more about other people, other part of the world, and um, that's when I realized that I find my voice here. Uh, it's, and half it did actually well here. It traveled here. This is where people watched it and appreciated it. You know, yeah. So, uh, and when I saw these Americans, um, Caucasians, and different ethnicities watching this film and relating to it and appreciating and writing good things about it, I realized that. Oh, this is the right path for me um okay. rather than just uh, sort of uh going for one particular um audience i just want to expand to a worldwide audience and that's i think that's what's world cinema right yeah uh, where okay. you can make a film from any part of the world but anyone can relate to it you know everywhere
2: and your and your recent feature uh, the illegal like i know it, it premiered at austin film festival and it's like Got some great reviews and awards as well. Um, what was, because obviously there was a gap of a couple of years between Half Widow and, and The Illegal. How did you uh, see yourself growing in this period of time as a director? Did you approach the second film differently? What were the similarities and differences between the projects?
1: Absolutely. I mean, Half Widow was totally shot in Kashmir, regional film with most of the Kashmir crew who would not have been like part of making, basically I had to train them you know you know that experience yeah <laughs> putting it together uh illegal was my first uh, American film and it was shot in LA and I had an amazing professional cast and crew uh you know uh working on it um the experience was uh of course I mean there's more experience from me as a filmmaker because I've already done a feature I've come back again telling a new story which is very again very personal to me immigrants journey and you know I'm working with the Sharma and the mm-hmm. script was written with him in mind and he's doing it so really excited that all these things were happening but I think uh here the uh, I think it's the team. I, I would I would say uh, for me working with such a professional team and um trying to figure out what's the best way to do what we were doing with limited resources Was I think a learning experience for me as a filmmaker, Um, Mm. doing from something really, really shoestring to finally having a structure but still very limited, but having this fascinating team who are able to make it happen. Yeah, I think more about team building and leadership for the second film. Yeah, Um, something that you know I was I really enjoyed and experienced it uh, fully. Yeah.
2: And, and you also write, of course, how, how, like, how open would you be to directing content, which is not written by yourself? Do you think that, uh, would that, would that be something that you would find like a, a challenge in a positive way? Or do you think it is necessary to kind of be involved from that, you know, from, from scratch and see something, you know, come into fruition and see it all the way through because you, it's like your baby, of course.
1: I think I'm a screenwriter first, for sure, and I think screenwriting is something that helps me to direct too. Because you know, you know your story, you know your craft, you know uh, your characters so well, right? So all the films I've written so far is all written by me. Or if it was someone else come come on board, it was always a co-writer scenario where you know we're putting it together and mm-hmm. me sort of guiding the story and you know all my next two features also I'm the writer as well. Mm-hmm. Um, But I think for me, I have to relate to the character and the arc. And I have to, if I'm doing something, definitely definitely, script, as you know, is everything. I really have to believe in it. And if if there's another story, another screenplay that comes to me, I'm more than happy to, of course, I'm open to doing it as long as there's, that I have a creative say in this particular department as well, besides directing, because I'm a writer too, right? Yeah. And uh, so I think I haven't yet uh, taken any other script from someone else. It's always been me you know, I've been working by myself on my screenplays, but I'm very open to it. I'm very open to, you know, reading other point of views uh, and also exploring more stories and uh, definitely, as long as there's definitely some sort of collaboration in that writing department as well.
2: Yeah. yeah. and And what are some of the challenges you have faced as a director, you know, in terms of trying to get your movie out whether it's you know pushing for it theatrically like what is is there is there a particular time or particular moment that you remember being specifically challenging
1: always um i mean both my films are independent so you know what the independent means it means that we don't have a studio backing us we don't have distribution promised basically we have raising the capital making the film doing everything producing it post-production getting it ready and then figuring out doing the festival rounds and figuring out how to release it and it's very difficult for indie films unless you get into like the biggest festival Karanto, Khan even those films now uh, are really challenging to sell and especially if you don't have like big star cast or also the stories themselves need to have to be a little, I would say uh, grand or commercially viable I don't know what exactly that means but you know you get my point yeah Uh, you know production back and all that So I mean that trend is changing now, but the biggest challenge I always face as an independent filmmaker is how are you gonna make this? how we're gonna finish this? how are you gonna get it out? how are you gonna you know and I think uh, slowly and steadily I've realized I'm a writer director. I'm not a producer you know mm. it's something that I did because I wanted to make my films. But it's not something that I want to explore further. I want other people to come on board who have I think it's a department of its own. Yeah. And it needs a person who knows how to sell the film, who has experience, who knows how to get a studio on board. So I think uh, as a filmmaker, you should do what you are expert at. And I feel like you should not try to do everything.
2: Yeah.
1: Everything. But um, the biggest challenge is the same thing like, um, you know, we'll, how are we going to get this out? Because that's the biggest, um, that's the most important thing for a film is that once you're ready, it's done, How? what's the next step, right? Mm. There's so many just waiting to get out because it's this lack of um, funding or resources or not having a proper strategy right yeah
2: yeah do you think that the director's kind of turmoil is similar to the actors in the sense that everyone is waiting for like that big break that one project that changes everything and do you think that once that happens it's you know things change in all directions from accessibility to like the liberty of you know, choosing the cast you want, and uh, decision making in general. Um, So would you say that the struggle is similar?
1: Absolutely. Every artist. I mean, we're all looking for that one big break where I think commercial success is so important uh, when you're in this profession. Um, Creatively, you can be satisfied with what you've done or work you, you know, you watch your film and you're like, oh my god, I love this film, but at the end, the audience has to connect. And, um, there's a process getting the film to the audience too. It's not just like oh, you made the film that people are gonna see it. That also is a department of its own. But what I'm trying to say is that yes, the struggle is very similar. You commercial success is very important, and um, once you have it, things are a little easier. But still, you have to uh, again prove yourself again like for every film. Not, yeah. not like you're Steven Spielberg and now your second film also is gonna be as good as Schindler's List. You know, True. I think. Uh, you just have to continue to work on your craft every day and keep improving it. I think that's the biggest trick here. Mm -hmm. But what you mentioned as a struggle with actors and directors, yeah, it's very similar because we're all looking for that one, you know, success story or acceptability from the audience.
2: True. And, and since you have kind of, you've worked both in India, you've worked out in the States, and I suppose you've been part of both the fraternities, uh, industry-wise, like, how would you compare working in, in, in both countries? Like, what is what is that like for you? was
1: interesting, amazing. Um, in U.S., uh, we had like 40, 50 people on set. In uh, Delhi, but we were shooting the same, so we had 200 people on set, so... Um, <laughs> because the lighting grip uh lighting and grip they come with like another 30 40 people so i was like what we don't need that many people Overwhelmed <laughs> <laughs> with that there's so many people on set in india uh, it was just fun it's amazing you feel like you're making a movie. yeah uh, but, but uh i mean it's, it's totally i mean there's pros and cons in both uh countries and uh i mean i loved working in india i loved working in us uh, I also worked in my hometown Kashmir. That was the best experience I ever had because yeah. your own people are there involved, and you know, you get your sister do your stuff, you get your other you know cousins do your stuff. So, um, or uh, I think uh, both places have their upsides. You know, mm. Mm. I can't pinpoint something specific, but yeah, they're, they're fun. They're all fun. Uh, yeah, but U.S. is more. I feel like more very. Uh, labor oriented, union oriented, like union oriented. So, you know, certain hours to finish, you can go past, there's sort of things to look at if your film is union. Um, yeah. You can just keep shooting and shooting and shooting. It has to be a proper um, schedule and can go mm-hmm. over uh, everything is, I think the time is respected and artists, their work is respected. Mm-hmm. Um, in mm-hmm. India, I'm not thinking they are respected, of course they are, but I think there's little uh, the leverage over there where people go over things because they, I don't think there's a union of sort sort of yeah. overseeing about the way it is here it's more tighter in us I would say true um that's the biggest difference yeah you know like I'm like oh we can't shoot it so only we need here eight hours either we're done and then they're like oh no it's okay you can shoot another one hour Fine. Like, so yeah. I don't think I can say that when I'm shooting in us
2: yeah. You
1: know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was <the> difference.
2: <laughs> true, true, for sure, for sure. As an actor, for sure, I can um, definitely relate to that. Um, so, what is, if, if you know you, you were leaving a niche for yourself, the kind of movies you want to create, the kind of uh, impact you want to leave behind, what would that be if you had to summarize it?
1: Absolutely, I think the biggest thing uh, for every film that I make is somehow um, it inspires my audience, um, and they somehow feel something important, something changes in them when they watch my film. I think that's very important for every film that I make, that, um, irrespective of the genre being tragedy, romance, horror, comedy, whatever, I really want people to watch the film and be entertained and experience the journey and, and at the same time, take away from something from the film. I think I'm definitely going to make meaningful film, always. Yeah. Yeah. Meaningful. Uh, I don't think I can do something which uh, <laughs> there's no uh, arc, there's no journey, there's no transformation. Of uh, so, so I think healing and uh, healing is something that I've really uh, touching on that I've already touched on in the last two films as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, just films uh, that I remembered and also cherished, and people have. Uh, uh, gotten something out of it or or inspired or taken something out of it uh, mm-hmm. yeah i'm still trying to find my voice i don't really know you know what i'm going to do next but you know that's where yeah.
2: i'm at yeah and and for those listening who might be like budding directors or thinking about tampering into this um what advice would you give to them
1: I think the biggest thing is I never gave up, so you no, you should never give up because once you do that, all the doors are shut. Um, so it's going to be really difficult if you're starting by yourself, if you don't have um, anyone in the industry, and you're all by yourself, and it's going to come with a lot of obstacles. And also, especially if you believe in something that you think is amazing, but people don't believe in, don't think like, um, don't think like you do. It's okay. It's part of the journey. Um, but I think the. The trick is to convince those people no this is good you know this is something you should do this is something you should uh definitely make so I think that journey's understanding that it's not easy and that you're not alone I, I know people who are working with on one script for eight years nine years ten years you know so yeah some people it's fast some people have to wait but I've seen I've seen that uh, people who don't give up they make it yeah, yeah. and I, and people are some people are not able to go get there it's just because they've uh, given up
2: Too fast. Mm, mm, True. Well, thank you so much for, like, you know, sharing a little bit about your journey so far.
1: Of course. Thank
0: you, Anissa. That was the end of an episode on the series of Ignite. I hope you continue to tune in every Sunday for a brand new episode with a brand new guest. This series is super close to my heart. being with fellow creatives, so I really hope you enjoy it. Stay updated with everything Unplug with Annie on the website of course and the IG page and Facebook page Unplug with Annie.